Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A Year of No Fear. Today, I'm going to be reading in 1 Kings chapter 17, and I'm going to be starting off at verse 8 and reading down to verse 15, actually 16. So from verse 8 to verse 16, it says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread, too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal. Then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do what you've just said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil in the containers, just as the Lord promised through Elijah. So I read this verse or this story recently. Um, I've talked about it in a few episodes of A Year of No Fear, and I also talked about it in one of my main podcast episodes as well. And this story is just so amazing, just like, I mean, honestly, the rest of them. But I really love this one because there's so much here. Like she had the faith and she did what she was obedient and did what the Lord had spoke to her. She gave like her first like there's a lot if you like just really stay here and you read it with this with the spirit of God leading you and teaching you there's so much here. But today I'm going to focus on my main focus is on do not fear in the natural. And if you are not a Christian or if you are a new Christian or you don't know what I'm talking about when I say in the natural I'm talking about with what our eyes see in the physical realm there are two realms there's the physical realm and there's the spiritual realm we can see in the spirit and we can see in the natural we can see what our eyes see in the world around us so when she was looking in the natural when she was just seeing what our eyes were telling her They only had enough food for their last meal. And she said, after we eat this meal, we're going to die. I don't have enough food to feed you. This is this is all that I have left. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Do what you just said you were going to do. But bring me a little bread first. And that kind of goes back to like the tithes or the principle of tithing and offering. We bring our first fruit to the Lord. And God honors that and he he loves when people honor him with the first fruit of what they have. So that's beside the point. But he said, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do what you've just said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left and prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers. Until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So he said, don't be afraid. Do what you were going to do originally. But this is what the Lord says. He says, you will never run out of food. There will always be food left until the rain 
comes and the crops are starting to grow again. You will always be provided for. You will always be taken care of. The Lord honors your faith. Because you had faith to to give the first the first of your last meal to Elijah. You will always know that the Lord is your provider. You will always know he takes care of you when you're in need. And not only does he do that, but he provides in abundance. He doesn't just meet your need. He doesn't just meet the needs that you have, but he supersedes that. He overflows that. He pro- he provides in abundance. And I love Elijah and I love Elisha. They did, you know, some of the same kinds of miracles. But you like if you read on and you read like through the miracles that Elijah performed and through the miracles that Elisha performed, like when it comes to to provision and, and things like that, like you know that the Lord never operates in just meeting needs, not I'm going to give you comfort while you're dying and while you're starving, while you and your son are about to die and don't have enough food. I'm going to make it really easy on you. You know, like, no, I'm going to provide you food. She only had enough. Like, where did it come from? Where did where did the provision come from? It says for this is what the Lord the God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So there was always enough. And if you read when Elisha does this with a woman, almost a similar situation, she, I think, is like paying off debts for her sons, maybe like for her husband or for her sons. She's a widow as well. And she has no money. All she has is a little jar of olive oil. And it just continues to pour out as long as she has vessels. So it's almost like, you know, in the wilderness when the Israelites, they didn't have any food, but God gave them manna every single day for them to eat. So it's like every day when she was going to eat and make her food, make her meals, it was like it was just filling back up. God will do things and he will provide things for you. I've been learning now And I've had several confirmations and I'm just like astonished. Like if you have faith, literally, if you have faith, there is nothing that is impossible. A lot of people think that they need people to give them things. Like ultimately, if somebody gives, it's the Lord leading them to give. And then it's the Lord providing that provision and providing that money and stuff or providing whatever it is that you need. Like if somebody gives you a car or if somebody gives you like a job or anything like that, like ultimately it's the Lord that's making that the way for that. But you like you cannot like nobody came up to this woman and was like, hey, here's bread for the next however many years. And here is some oil for here's some olive oil for that's going to be the same amount of time that's going to last you for the same amount of time. No, God was able to fill up the vessels. He was able to continue to to make more when there was nothing left, when there was almost nothing left. So yes, people are, you know, vessels that God uses to bless us. Ultimately, all the blessings come from the Lord. But God can really honestly bless you without using a single person. Like, yeah, he used Elijah to give her that word. And we live in a physical world. So yes, things always have to come from a person. Like if somebody does give you a car, that car was manufactured, that car was built, that car was made in a factory and it was moved by a person in a truck 
onto a lot in a car dealership and I don't know how it happens but like there are people that are always going to be involved but the Lord will make it happen without somebody being like oh you know I was just praying and God told me to give you this he's outside of that there is nothing that is impossible if you have the faith for it that's what Jesus says with man these things are impossible but with God all things are possible. He says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to be removed and it will move. Faith the size of a mustard seed. Pure faith. The only kind of faith that there is. There is no other faith but pure faith. That's why Jesus says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. And the Bible says in, in the book of James, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So you can have faith in the moment, but the second you start to doubt, the second you start to second guess and and not see it manifest immediately, the second you start to doubt whether or not that thing is coming to pass, you are unstable in all of your ways. It says you are a double-minded man, and that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So you have to be firm. You have to have faith and you have to stick with it because faith does not waver. If you have ever wavered when you made a faith statement, that wasn't faith. You had faith and then you had doubt. You had faith and then you had fear. So be encouraged today and know that the Lord will do anything so much as you believe. Like he will do anything All things are possible for him who believes. All things. And I I recently, you know, I went on a tangent about all meaning all. And I feel like I shouldn't have to explain that. But he says that all things, all, period, just all, everything is possible for him who believes. And true believing is not doubting for even a second. Not allowing something to escape your lips that would contradict the statement that you made in faith or would contradict what the word of God says. So be encouraged today and walk in pure faith. Walk in the only faith that there is and negate what your physical eyes see. Because yes, this woman said in the natural, she saw that she had enough food for her and her son to eat their last meal. But when she got the word from the Lord, she said, what? No, that's not possible. How's that going to happen? I don't understand. I can't believe this. Like she didn't say any of those things. She just did what the man of God told her to do. She got the word from the Lord and did what the word from the Lord said. She believed it. She didn't say anything that negated what God had told what God had told her through Elijah and yes, today prophets are, prophets exist. Prophets are, you know, they're different from what they used to be in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant. They're not the same, you know, it's not the same kind of thing anymore. But prophets do, still do exist to this day. But you don't need a prophet to tell you that the Lord is going to provide for you. Yes, it's a confirmation. And yes, it's amazing to hear that. I've had prophets tell me that things are coming. I've had people tell me things prophetically that things are coming and to expect big things that are coming. But the word of God is the one that makes the way for that. Because a prophet can come and tell you anything. But if it's not grounded in the word of God, 
the word of the Lord and all of his promises are yes and amen. So if he did it and the Bible says that he is no respecter of persons, which means he has no favorites. And if he did it for this woman, if he did it for this widow, and if he did it for her son, and if he did it for other widows, and if he did it for other people, it doesn't matter what the promise is. If you find a promise in the word of God, you can hold on to that and know that that belongs to me because I am a child of God and I am drafted into the blessing and the, and the promises of the Lord. That is my identity. I am seated at I am seated in heavenly places with Jesus. That is my that is my um position. That's where I am. And these things belong to me. So be encouraged today and start walking in faith. Walk in the promises and the victorious mindset that God would have you to do. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you guys are having a great week. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow on another episode of A Year of No Fear. Love you guys. Bye.